I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 6 O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are shaking with terror. My soul also is struck with terror, while you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, save my life. Deliver me from the name from the, for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you, and Sheol, who can give you praise? I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eyes waste away because of grief. They grow weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord accepts my prayer. All of my enemies shall be ashamed and struck with terror. They shall turn back and in a moment be put to shame. Jeremiah chapter 26, verses 1 through 12. At the beginning of the reign of King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah of Judah, this word came from the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah that come to worship in the house of the Lord. Speak to them all the words that I command you. Do not hold back a word. It may be that they will listen, all of them, and will turn away from their evil way, that I may change my mind about the disaster that I intend to bring on them because of their evil doings. You shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, If you will not listen to me, to walk in my law that I have set before you, and to heed the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I send to you urgently, though you have not heeded, then I will make this house like Shiloh, and I will make this city a curse for all the nations of the earth. The priests and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of the Lord. And when Jeremiah had finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, saying, You shall die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying, This shall be like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate without inhabitant? And all the people gathered around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of the Lord and took their seat in the entry of the new gate of the house of the Lord. Then the priests and the prophets said to the officials and all the people, This man deserves the sentence of death because he has prophesied against this city, as you have heard with your own ears. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the officials and all the people, saying, It is the Lord who sent me to prophesy against this house and this city all the words you have heard. Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, 
These are the words of the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your affliction and your poverty, even though you are rich. I know the slander on the part of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Beware. The devil is about to throw some of you in prison so that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have affliction. Be faithful unto death, and I'll give you the crown of life. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Whoever conquers will not be harmed by the second death. Good morning and welcome to the fourth Tuesday after Pentecost. After, yeah, after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 6, Jeremiah 26, and Revelation 2. The psalm we heard yesterday, um, it's a psalm of lament and a prayer for recovery from illness that only in the last uh, couple of verses does the the mood change to one of, I don't know if hope is the right word, but um, a kind of a statement that God... um, is on his way and uh, will put their, uh, the, the psalmist's enemies to shame. In Jeremiah, um, he is told to prophesy at the temple, the center of Jewish life, and say that, um, that um, if you don't or say for God, if you don't listen to me, if you don't do the things that we've agreed that we will do in our covenant, that I'm going to basically desolate the city. And the people, when they hear it, are shocked. Um, they're upset, and they they take uh, Jeremiah before the religious leaders and the, the secular rulers and say, this person needs to be put to death because he's speaking ill of the city. Um, and then finally, in Revelation, we have... Yesterday, we had the part of Revelation to one church. I can't remember which one. And this one, we have it for Smyrna. And Smyrna is this affluent place, but the author opens by saying, I know your poverty and your affliction, and you're not fooling anyone. Um, And he goes on to talk about, um, or encouraging them not to fear what they are about to suffer, that they're about to get tested. Um, And the author encourages them to stay strong and, and remember that if you're killed in hatred of the faith, if you become a martyr, then you don't suffer uh, by the second death. Um, and in each of these, there's this certainly dark, uh, foreboding, um, you know, kind of unwelcoming and, and scary elements. Um, this warning from Jeremiah that, you know, do this thing or you're going to be sorry, kind of, sort of. Um, And in Smyrna, this um, claim that things are about to change, you're wealthy, even though you're not, but quickly shifting to some suffering that they're going to encounter. Um, And the, as I read them, uh, I, you know, I, I thought of the people of Israel um, who hear Jeremiah say, you know, nothing more than has already been said 
you know, even in these people's lifetimes, but throughout the the life of the people of of God, there's always been prophets saying, you know, God may had a, has this arrangement with you. Don't forget, because if you do, it's gonna suck. Um, but they're shocked, and people do some weird shit when they're shocked. When they uh, are in shock, um, they you know. Depending on situations, there's like this you know, physical shock if you're in like a, a car accident or there's, you know, maybe emotional shock where you're called out on your shit like Israel has, has just had done to it. Um, and when that happens, you kind of cloister up and put up your defenses and your walls and you start lobbing grenades over the, the wall you've built around yourself and your heart. Um, because it's easier to try and point out someone else's faults than to wrestle with your own. Um, but um, above all that, as I read this, this uh, these passages of foreboding, danger, and, and suffering on the horizon, it actually it reminded me of um, just a few times in Iraq. My, my unit was... Uh, I was with the uh, 1st of the 14th Infantry uh, within the 25th uh, Infantry Division Light. And uh, we there were uh, a handful of missions in our 14, 15 months in Iraq where they were like conventional missions where we had a plan, a fire plan, and you know, we did all these rehearsals and we staged and then we got ready um, as opposed to like, oh, you know, We've got this op order for you know going up to Northern Iraq and um, supplementing another unit so they could go on leave. We moved around a lot because uh, we served most of the time as a quick reaction force. Um, but there was one or two, and one stands out in my mind, uh, Operation Baton Rouge in October of 2004. And this was uh, especially kind of like drawn out operation um, this was after the Battle of... Uh, no, I'm sorry. I think it was before the Battle of Fallujah. August. They were uh, somewhere up above us. They were planning on retaking Fallujah. And in Samara, which is where Operation Baton Rouge was, that would be like the, the practice run. What would it be like to retake a city? And Samara was smaller than Fallujah. But it had... There, were, there was some amount of, you know... Uh, we, we didn't have very many people on the ground. And so it was, you know, thought out weeks ahead of time. We did these rehearsals and these mock-ups. And then the time came when we staged our trucks, got in line at like midnight or something. And the, the hit time got pushed back like two hours. And all of a sudden, for two hours, we're left with nothing but our thoughts and one another. Um, as we waited to do this thing that we knew would be dangerous. And a lot of us believed that uh, there's a very high likelihood that some of us might get seriously hurt or killed. And nobody in my unit had been at that point, um, you know, even though we'd been in the country for 10 months. And a sense of, like, floating, of, like, non-reality, uh, I think, overcame me. Uh, for, you know, whatever it was, two hours where I just kind of walked along the truck. Some people were sleeping, some people were, like, playing cards. And everybody was kind of, like, looking around at one another, um, seemingly acknowledging this shared sense of 
I don't know, stasis or like, I don't know. Um, and this is, this is where my mind went as I read of these uh, dangers on the horizon for Israel, where they know it's happening. Um, and in, in Jeremiah, they react. We don't know what the people of Smyrna did in response to John's letter. Um, but this, this sense of non-reality where, you know, if you're in shock, you might do something um, to protect yourself. Like the people in Jeremiah accused Jeremiah of, you know, they say that he has to be killed. Um, and um, the, I think both the military and our faith um, at their best prepare us for moments of this non-knowing, of this shocking uh, reality that we encounter, that we, uh, or that encounters us. And um, the military will train you either to respond with superior firepower or, I don't know, whatever. And the church, I think, is called to, I don't know how well it does it or not, but the church, um, we're always in this kind of world where this danger is coming or something is about to change drastically. Um, we're called to live in this, you know, now but not yet kind of kingdom. Um, and the church is supposed to be the place where we learn what it means to live right there um, in the not knowing in the need of faith, of trust and belief um, that this non-reality, this stasis that we're in right now um, is not ultimately, um, the, 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 we won't be here for long. And the dangers that are coming, like the, you know, the second death that was talked about in Revelation, um, to get past that danger that's coming, uh, we have to endure, we have to be willing to suffer, to, um, to experience things that we don't want to experience so that once we're past that danger on the horizon, um, that's when we know, and that's when, that's the journey for us is through the danger, the suffering, the hardship, even if right now um, feels like um, we're we're just kind of waiting for this thing, um, and so the 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 message to Smyrna in Revelation is one I think for for just any Christian, and it's repeated in various ways in other parts of the Scripture. Um, but that uh, this reminder uh, that we we are to be tested and we will suffer affliction, uh, but. Uh, we are encouraged to be faithful unto death, um, because if we, if we are, we are given the crown of life, and we won't be harmed by this second death. This, um, the the bodily death is the first death, but the second death is um, when everybody is finally judged. Will you be thrown in with the goats, or will you be taken up with the sheep? Um, you won't suffer that second uh, death. Um, if in this life uh, you you make yourself the kind of person uh, that wants to be taken up, that, that knows that 
um, there are things um, worth our life. Um, I know the military teaches us that, that um, there are some things that, that are worth dying for, um, whether that's um, f- for friendship, for, um, for other people, for a greater mission that's uh, bigger than yourself. Um, but the church, hopefully, um, is able to uh, show its members what, um, what it is that our mission is, not just to remain in this place of now and not yet, but to be prepared for the, the tests that, we'll, that we encounter in our life um, and the, the reward for, the, for those of us who, who persevere. Prayer for the Church from the Book of Common Prayer. Gracious Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Fill it with all truth, and all truth with all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is an error, direct it. Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in want, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Savior. Amen.